the mission. Family on the mission. We on the mission. Family on the mission. Yeah, what's up? This your boy Money G, and you just tuned in the Family on the Mission podcast. Yes, indeed, the Fam Mission, baby. And today we got a special guest. You know what I'm saying? My homie, my motherfucking childhood friend. Yes, indeed. I know it's Mimi, but y'all might know us. Mizzle, talk your shit. Come on, man. Let's do it. What's the word, bird? Hey, man, I see you really oh, came man, home you know. with this one right here. You you really came home. Like, you came to the hood with this one right here. I see you, man. I yeah, appreciate man. you having me on here, man. Man, that's what's up, man. So for the people that don't know you, you know what I'm saying, around the world, man, talk, man, tell them what you do and who you are. Uh, shit, nigga. By nature, I'm a theorist. A motherfucker that think they right all the time. It just so happy to turn out to be right all the time. Uh, mm. by, by nature, uh, from the same spot you from, brother, it, man, feet the head, same bed almost. Old girl garden. I think, uh, mm. it's an old girl America everywhere, but that's our portion of America. Old girl guards, uh, dirty one thirty, whatever they want to call it, the mud bucket, however they want to label it. That's where we mm. from. I, that's uh, sweet. left. Never went to the West Coast, came back, and I work in all three schools in our community now, bro. That's what I do. Okay, you know, so I'll meet me on the street and I'll marry on in the schools. Kids got to get used to it. Okay, okay. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, work for a nonprofit uh, that work in the school, after-school program. We run the after-school program on the south side. Yeah, um, shit. Do all type of stuff for the kids, man. Um. Uh, Put them in extracurriculars, get them in some karate, get them the social emotional learning, um, anything that we can do to help them uh, better cope with the everyday, anything on the after school level. So we do that. And then then I founded my own organization, man. Uh, me and a brother of mine, we lost a brother. You know everybody out there lost. Quincy, we named it for Quincy. So uh, long mm -hmm. live Quincy Harris. And it's man. the Hood Legend Foundation. And uh man, we've been we've been popping up, man. We done gave away a few thousand on the shoes, a few thousand on the coats. Man, uh we finna put sock box in the schools. That's all us. Uh shit, just trying to break bread. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Bread we ain't got. We just trying to bake it and break it, bro. Man, I wish you was there when I was back going back to school. Man, I wish we had more people like you. You feel me? Hey man, we, you know what, bro? We had them type of people. We we had them type of people. The people was hard to see through the bushes, man. But we had them type of people. You feel me? Like like mm -hmm. them, them people existed. Really, the truth about it is now I'm one in few, bro. Now I mean we had me. We had that. We probably too busy doing other shit. But we had that. You know we had it way more in touch and access than shorties do right now. Shorties right now they savages. <laughs> We, mm. we ain't dropping no gazelles. We ain't dropping no gazelles, baby. They all they all lions. They all beasts. And that ain't good. Mm. That ain't good for the ecosystem. Beast mm. eat beast. You got to drop. You got to drop a different level everywhere. Gazelle faster than a lion. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's where I'm from, and that's what I do. We had those. Okay, let me get this on. Yeah, popping. Yeah, man. So you know, um. Hey, you know, I mean, you we grew up together, man. But I was surprised to even see that you was doing something in the community, and I love that because 
like like you said, I seen you on the West Coast. I seen you moving around, and I've been moving around too. And the way I've been looking at the world is totally different. Like when I grew up, I never left the hood until I was damn near seventeen. You know what I'm saying? And um, slowly but surely, start going all around the world. You know, and well, not around the world, around the country. And I've been seeing different things, and I felt like we 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 was stagnated. You know what I'm saying? We was and that's poison. And, and and we was out there, man, man, keep it real. We was out there fucking each other up because we was fucked up, man. And you know what I'm saying? And it's little kids out there that really need our help and understanding. And and a lot of people don't even we don't even get it in the homes. Bro, this so shit is all bro, this shit all boiled down to a lack of information. Not to cut you off, but the shit all boiled down to a lack of information, man. Mm. What you don't what you don't know, you can't go to it. What you ain't seen, you can't dream about. Motherfucker think, and then, then the words, the, the, the specific words that's being used, like right now in this conversation, that make motherfuckers where we come from uncomfortable. You walk up to a nigga in block three and you ask that nigga, hey man, what you dream about in life? Motherfucker, like, why you don't get your goofy ass out my motherfucker face? Mm. Hey man, that's, that's, that's literally human conversation, communication, and exchange. And it's a valid question. Motherfucker, what the fuck do you dream about bigger than what is existing right now? But because that language ain't our language, because that vernacular ain't our vernacular, because we don't verbally express ourselves like that, then the shit sound weird than the motherfucker and damn near sound offensive. Mm. Yeah, that's, right. what, that's what that is, man. It's a lack of information. You know, when you got information, then you can you can make choices. People, it, it's, people say, that it's one of them, uh, a day is presented to you with two things, a chance and a choice. I heard Jay Prince say that, and I ain't never mm. gonna forget it. I heard him say my Instagram thing. So I heard, I heard him say that, that you get a chance and a choice every day. Every day you get a chance to make the right choice. But here's the thing, right? You get that chance and that choice every motherfucking day. But if every single day you only know what the fuck you see, then your chances and your choices is only based on that. This shit is on mm. based on your motherfucking experience. This shit ain't right. motherfucking miraculous conception. Yeah, and you know? you're right because you you totally right because I thought I never had a chance in life, you know. And um, I didn't know in the hood I knew how to survive, but I learned to learn how to live when I got out the hood. And you know, I was trying to survive when I was out the hood, but it wasn't the same. And you're right. It's like, man, if you if you knew, if you know better, you're going to do better. And if you don't know, I mean, how can somebody judge you and say, man, you know, he fucked up in the head because that's all I know. Bro, you said two things. You said, you said two things that we look over that's collaborative and we look over them because we too busy surviving, right? You said that you didn't know how to be and live in the hood, that you were surviving in the hood. Be and live, that is called believe, right? So when you believe in yourself, you can be and then you can live. But if you are in a situation where you see nothing to believe in yourself, where you only are going about what you're seeing, there's no inner belief and nobody's cultivating that inner belief, then you don't know how to live in that situation. One of the biggest reasons why I'm in all girl gardens is to show a motherfucker, nigga, we can live out here. We don't gotta mm. fucking survive. We can fucking live out here, nigga. 
We can, you can pay your fucking rent. You can work your goddamn job. You can take your fucking kids on vacation. You can go to the fucking museum. You can go see the motherfucking city. You know, when we was growing up, it was a saying, you can't go past Roseland. Nigga, we used to shit on them up. Nigga, you ain't been past Roseland. That's how you hurt motherfucker. You said the fuck, you can say your mama on crack. You can say all of that shit. But you know, you can hurt a motherfucker when you say, nigga, your bitch ass ain't been past Roseland. And you know what? That's the honest truth because it did hurt because I never been past Roseland. Bro, the first time I ever went out of town, I went to Peoria, Illinois, and I thought I was in a whole nother country. That's how small my mindset was. I thought I was in a whole nother country. You know, I moved, I moved there. I helped somebody move their furniture and shit, and um, they kept me there, and it was like, Man, you can't go back to Chicago, man. You're going to die out there. And I had to mind. I was like, man, if I die out there and get killed, I live out there, I'm going to die out there. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Because I was young, dumb. I was only 16, 17. So that's, I was, it was up. So, you know, but, you know, I started, as I started progressing and seeing other things and going, you know, the, when I started moving around, this is crazy. When I started moving around Illinois, it was from the prison system. I went to Stateville, Joliet, Menard, Jacksonville. I didn't even know these towns exist until I went to jail. But I said, you know what? And people ask me, they say, man, money, why you be? I mean, I went to California. I went to Georgia. I mean, I'm in Florida right now. You know, I didn't went to um, uh, Minnesota. I was all over the place. And they said, man, why you keep moving like that? Because <coughs> it's my choice now. <coughs> At first, I didn't have a choice. Ain't nobody forcing you. <coughs> man, ain't nobody forcing me. So, yeah, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids out there that haven't been past Roseland. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's they, sad. They ain't been past they <coughs> bro. They ain't been past they living block. It ain't even necessarily the garden. It ain't necessarily what we know the low end or uh what they what kids now call park uh, uh what used to be parkway but they call it old block or something now. It ain't none of them things. No. None of them things. Bro, that shit is a motherfucking um the connective line through almost every urban <clears throat> below the poverty line as motherfucking community, my nigga. That shit exists at that thought process. Because what people don't understand is when Tommy and, and, and fucking Blair is talking about going skiing, that's because they heard of the ski trips. Even if they never seen them, they heard watching them when skiing. Woo, woo, let's ask them what, what ski lodge do they go to. Let's get on that. And then, boom, they matriculate and it, they take their family. And that's something real small. It may sound small that I, I, I pick skiing. But here's the thing, right? Who the fuck you know from Old Girl Gardens when skiing? Hmm. Who the fuck you know? No. Who, who the fuck you know <coughs> from the hood that went skiing? Now, now you're no. not going to convince me that we ain't worth the thought of ever even wanting the appeal to go skiing. It ain't no motherfucker around me talking about the shit, man. And, and I'm, hey. just supposed to, I'm just supposed to wake up Saturday and say, you know what? Think I'm gonna go skiing. Now to the mind that does that, I salute it because those minds do that. I was a mind that used to wake up like, man, I seen a glimpse of this shit somewhere. I need to apply it to myself. But to those minds that don't do that, you got those of us 
people far more educated, well off than myself, they turn back at them motherfuckers and say, you using this shit for an excuse. Your ass ain't trying. This, that, and the other. They doing all of that shit, but they ain't took no time to say, hey, this is what this look like. This is what a different thought process look like. This is what a different way of living look like. They done took the time to say, your ass ain't shit. They took the time to tell you, this the shit you worth. So now you got way more motherfuckers walking around with no fucking worth. Mm. And you, you know, walking walk around thinking that they worth it. Right. And you know, um, you know, if as I got older, I realized that, you know, when you read books, man, you escape the mind. Like, you know, when I was I was in jail and um, man, I don't even lie. The first book I read and it took my mind somewhere else was the coldest winter ever. I was in the county in Peoria County. Somebody gave me a book and I say, man, that shit cold. I felt like I was. Wherever they was at, I felt like I was there. You know why? Because you can relate to it, though. That's why. Because the shit you was reading, it was pieces and portions of the shit that you seen. That's what captivated you. See, that that little small, that little small mechanism, nigga, that's in every motherfucking thing we do. That's in the music you did. Nigga, I remember when we were shorties. We come a long way from goddamn it, rapping over tapes in your goddamn bedroom and shooting out pop bottles behind the Catholic, bro. We come a long way from that. And look at our mindset now. That's because somewhere along the way, we seen something. Mm. That was seen. It wasn't nothing that was derived. And we great minds. But somewhere along the way, it was a different picture. I don't give a fuck if it was a glimpse. Motherfucker said, oh shit, it's something more. There's more than this. More than what the fuck we know. Hmm. Well, you seen that shit, bro. You ain't the same motherfucker that I was walking across the street to, goddamn it, going to play with and going to fuck around with and find the trouble that we can get into, goddamn it, in 17. Real shit. Yeah. And even though we didn't have the same home life, we had the same home life. Because regardless of what, my mama was out trying to work her ass off, but guess what? She wasn't there. No. Same time, space, and opportunity you had. Yeah. Yeah, you already know, man, when the parents gone, Soon as your mom jumped on the bus and go to work, but we was at your crib. We was, hey, hey, party time. My grandmother went to bingo. It was back at my crib. Hey, 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 it's going down. Tell you something. If you apply, if you apply, I was coming up to today, you would be scared because I'm scared. Here's the thing. Mm. When we were younger, we didn't have a problem acquiring guns. Now, times mm. that times 10. Nigga, I know me and you kept a gun. I know because I seen them. That's 10. Mm. I have a problem getting this mischief. The gun that me and you had, I took from you. Remember? That's space and opportunity. If that space and opportunity existed 25 fucking years ago, multiply that times 10 today. Nigga, they coming out the pussy and raising their sales. Ain't mm. no morality being applied. Mm. Ain't no empathy being applied. There ain't no training being applied. I had to tell a young girl, I had to tell a young girl in school yesterday. It is in their mindset that when they are rebellious, when they are acting out, and when they are disrespectful, disrespectful to authority, that they disrespect an authority. I said, let me tell you something, baby. You do all of that. 
And yeah, that does make the person that you're doing it to uncomfortable. But baby, the first person you disrespecting in this room is you. Mm. With this ill behavior, the first person that you misrepresented is yourself. With this ill behavior. Because their behavior is a mirror effect. It, so the, the first person that you violated, I don't want you to think that you got you got points. And if you do, and if y'all giving yourself points, let me adjust them. You need to give yourself points after you have violated yourself. Because the first person you disrespected and violated one of this goddamn soft-ass teacher. You feel mm. me? It was you. You don't want to sit here acting a goddamn fool. And you a whole human being. So why do you I think... So why do you think that is? You think that's the lack of education from... And then they, they, they become parents? You know... It's the lack of self-worth in us, period, as a whole in the community. We the only mm. motherfuckers. We the only motherfuckers. Let me tell you something. Everybody kill each other. You know why? Because everybody conflict exists in the world. So China motherfuckers kill China motherfuckers. Arab motherfuckers kill every motherfucker. Like every ethnicity kill each other. We the only motherfuckers that when the fuck we kill each other, they throw it out there. Black on black. Yeah. You know motherfuckers been killing each other on 22nd and motherfucking Cermak for years. Yeah. They're killing each other over rice and noodles. No disrespect to nobody. Same way we around here killing each other. Over you push me, you looked at me. Yeah, we got to um, slow that down and man, we got to start building with each other. See, that's something that we wasn't taught to do. Like, we don't know nothing about financial education That's you know we, we don't know nothing yeah yeah pretty much so we was never taught how to build you know we so we don't know how yeah you're right we, we didn't come from that background you know um, it's not our culture bro our culture is built on survival we are one of the only motherfucking ethnicities that was actually enchained on this motherfucker when I was a shorty, I used to think in living color was full of bullshit. Damon Wayans played a character on that motherfucker. That he used to do the exaggerated words, bro. You know, he was incarcerated motherfucker with the incarceration and they had the lacerations on my intelligence. You know, he used to talk like that, really exaggerated big vocabulary. And at the mm. end of it, he'd be like, I mean, this is all because of slavery. And I thought it was, you know, as a child, it's he, he, ha, ha. You get to think. And you get to looking. Get to thinking and looking. Most descendants of slaves live below the poverty line right now today. That's mm. personal theory of mine, but you can go ahead and prove it. Most motherfuckers that's got this color skin, most, not all, they live below the poverty line. That is now attached to an internal work. Do you know we born with a motherfucker idea that when you see a white motherfucker that that's authority, you know you ain't got to tell a little three-year-old that the white motherfucker is different from you. Mm. They automatically know. They come, they come out with the bus. They come out with that shit in their head when they come out the womb. Did you know that that's scientifically proven? That we got an automatic mechanism in us that say, call this white person, sir. But we don't have it with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, nah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's true, man. You know, um, it's kind of like, hey, you know, when we stayed across the street from the Catholic and they had the little white Jesus hanging up, 
You know what I'm saying? And then now when I grow up, I'll be like, I'll be seeing white people like white males and I'll be like, damn, bro. It's crazy because when I look at them, I'm like, boy, you look just like Jesus. And not knowing that Jesus looked like us. So, yeah, it's the mindset. It's it's what they put in your head. So they brainwash you like that. And we didn't even know. Like, we don't know that. We don't know. Like, man, the education is so important. You know, um, but like, like you said, man, we own the property line. Like, we didn't, our parents wasn't educating us because they wasn't educated. So who we, we can't blame nobody. Like, we just, we just survived, man. What's, what's more important than anything, and it's that everybody's access is information. Because with information, you can educate yourself. And you don't mm. have to be dependent on a specific system or structure. We live in a very informational time right now. And what has happened is we have allowed the younger generation to have an overload of information without any structure and any guidance. And it is in a re ridiculous height of how do we turn that around so that the communities are sustainable in the position that the children are born into. You're born into poverty. You're born with a lack of access to certain higher up resources that will help you in quality of life. You are born without those things. And yes, there are a few other ethnicities, white people or whatnot, born in trailer parks and this and that and the other, but <clears throat> people tend to look at us and give us the excuse label when more, time, more times out of none, they need to look at us and understand we are walking explanations, not excuses. This is an explanation. This is a walking explanation on what has happened. This is a personification of it being explained. We do not teach ambition in our household. You know why? Because ambition does have a bare heartbeat in the hood. And then hmm. those that are ambitious, because we don't know and we aren't comfortable with finding that internal purpose ourselves, we ridicule them. Yo nerd ass. Yo soft ass. Because they took that day to take the chance to make the choice that they're not going to involve themselves in things that take them backwards. But see, everybody don't have that. So if you can't find that hook in life, if you can't find that thing that gets your attention, you will find yourself lost at a very old age. I watched my mom. My mom worked 20 years as a security guard. Boy, you know my mom. My mom. Yeah. My mother, and, and I speak with freedom because my mother has always dealt with me like that. My mom was a functionality, bro. I didn't wear... <clears throat> Whereas a lot of my friends, moms, wasn't functioning addicts, my mom was. I'm going to get that motherfucking allowance. I'm going to get them motherfucking shoes. I'm going to get that starter coat. You already know. She did that for yep. 20 years. But to think that she didn't have no further uh, ambition than what she was, nigga, that'd be, that, that'd be disrespectful. My mother wanted to be all type of shit. We was the only motherfucking crib in the hood that had a piano. We still got the piano, bro. Mom still got that piano. I mean, the motherfuckers, you walk into the hood and they, they crib got a real live wood ass piano. 
I remember, I remember. We used to come over there playing on it. Like it's it's other shit motherfucker wanted to do. But if you don't catch that motherfucking hook, if you don't catch that shit, nigga, you will look up and find yourself 60 some years on past. Mm. And you ain't did nothing of purpose. That's crazy. So you know, I wanted to ask you, like, because you know, we haven't talked in a while, you know what I'm saying? We've been doing our thing, living our life, and, you know, they like, man, Mimi, she work at the school, man. She at all of the schools, and one of the schools I went to, you work, I mean, you work at, and, and I want to know, what made you want to be a, a public service at the school to help kids out and just be a part of that? Like, what, what made you want to do the that? Hood, the hood, right? So, so I was in Vegas on the West Coast. A brother of mine called me. He said, I know you guys fly to crib every year for my B-Day when I was out there. He said, I know you coming for your B-Day. I got a job for you. I said, nigga, I don't need no motherfucking job. Nigga, I'm, I'm out. Nigga, so I got a job. Fuck, man, nigga, I don't need no fucking job. He said, yeah, but don't nobody give a fuck about you out there. And your ass don't give a fuck about a motherfucker out there. I said, you right, boy, this shit. Lightning in the bitch. I, I'm talking about I was square business. Nigga, it's lights everywhere. I'm going straight to the crib for the health club and to work. And back to the crib, and I'm in Vegas for years, right? Bro said, Well, when you come here, just check me out. I get off the plane, he had a job interview for me the next day. Except the nigga say, Slide up there to Aldrich and be yourself. I say, What? He said, No, nah, it's a job interview, but it ain't really like a job interview. But it's a job interview. Slide up there, talk to the person that, you know what I'm saying? We just, we rap it just like this right here. Nigga, we rap it for like an hour. She say, well, shit, you high. I say, high. Uh. She say, you don't even know what you're here for. Hell no. Nah. I say, he just told me to come up here, talk to you, and kick it with you for a second. She say, yeah, you you high. I need a community liaison. I need somebody to uh, allow me to help and be a resourceful uh, element in the community without offending the community. In short, mm. what she needed was a hood translator. Because what ends up happening is when you're dealing with parents and their children, I don't give a fuck how bad off the family is. Don't nobody want to hear you doing it wrong, bitch. Right. Don't nobody want to hear that in short language or long language. Hey, look, you're not parenting right. So right. I'm, I'm the in-between of that. And right. The yeah, they definitely don't want to hear that. I mean, cut you off. They definitely don't yeah. want to hear that from somebody that don't look like them and you know what I'm saying? Don't feel the way they feel. Like, man, like we stay out here in the G and you probably stay somewhere. And you don't know my lifestyle. You don't know what I'm going through. So, yeah, you're the perfect per the person, perfect candidate for that. Yeah, I can see that. So it was the purpose. It was the fact that I was going to be able to actually make a little money, survive, but have some purpose. That was going to allow me to live. When you got purpose every motherfucking day, you feel alive. I don't give a fuck if you ain't got a dollar in your fucking pocket. You know it's something that you putting out into the motherfucking world that exists just because your ass is putting it out. You feel alive. So it was the purpose. I couldn't have no motherfucking better purpose than to come back. All this motherfucker talking I be doing. Fuck I'm doing talking over there in fucking Vegas. Motherfucking people don't fucking know me. They be talking my ass over here. So right. to me, when I came back and after she said I was high, I called call my homie in Vegas. Hey, pack that crib up. Left everything that moment. Mm. Pack, pack that crib up. Call that job. Hey, send my check here. I ain't coming back. Uh, it was it was a little bit after Quincy had got killed. 
you know, uh, was going through a low point emotionally at that time. Right before Quincy got killed, uh, uh, what happened was Quincy, Outlaw, and Goldie got killed in less than 31 days. And it, mm. it, it knocked me off my rocker in, in a mental sense because I was like, damn. And it was the kids, bro. Yeah, no. No, no, bro. It was the no, bro. Like literally, that's where the live videos come from. Motherfuckers be like, you know, damn, if he was just going, nah, I ain't nobody saying it, nigga. I'm 42 years old, and I know what I done did out there. So if it ain't a motherfucker like me or a motherfucker that got way more stripes than me in these motherfucker streets saying something, nigga, we bogus as hell, nigga. Somebody, nigga. And that's what it is, man. We got to keep it real. And ain't nobody keeping it real with these kids or these teenagers. And some grown folks need to know. Like, for real, like, man, bro, that's all a mirage, man. We sit here and, you know, we love the gang and all that. But at the same time, man, we got these little kids growing up trying to be like us. And then they try to be like us so much when we do try to test them and tell them, like, bro, this ain't, they'll blow your, they'll, they'll blow your ass down. They'll blow your ass down, fam. Hey, let me tell you something, fam. I'd have been, I'd have, it's 2022. I'd have been in the hood for the last three and a half years. I didn't goddamn it been close to my motherfucking repast more than three motherfucking times. And and the only thing, the only motherfucking thing that got me out the situation wasn't the fact that goddamn it, I had motherfucking equal combative. The fact is, I had a motherfucking bigger thought process and more information than a little nigga that was on me. Mm. To his face. First of all, baby, you gonna get this moment. You got the up. You gonna get this moment. But you gotta take this moment with you. I ain't. I'm good right now. I'm more good than you are. That language right so, there. So I got a question. What do you love about like you taking this 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 opportunity to be yourself? and help the community out. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you love about that? Like, man. When a kid, when a motherfucker is like, cause at, I'm 42, so when a motherfucker is like 26, nine times out of 10, if you are age, you possibly got a 26 year old, or 16 or 26 year old, somewhere in there. When a motherfucker about that age, be like, man, Mimi, I swear to God, you ain't never played with me. Anything mm. you ever told me made sense. When they walk up to me and say, I don't care what, you ain't never smoked no weed with me. Thanks. When a motherfucker thank me for not passing them the wood. You know, they see you out in the hood, I don't, they make you whatever you is, whatever they want you to be in their head. And then, you know, some of them try to befriend you or something. You know what I'm saying? Or, then, or you got a lot of love play nieces, play little nephews around there, you know, and they think it'd be cool if they spotted with you doing something mischievous, you know, or mm. doing something that ain't productive, you know, oh, mm. but in their mind, that is productive. Make no mistake right. about it. That is legitimate. That is legitimate, bomb. But a motherfucker like that, and I tell them, no, shorty, you can't kick it around me. No, I wouldn't dare shake up with you. No, baby, you don't even know what that's about. Mm. No, but don't wait. Got a bootleg in real. it. I got a bootleg in the crib. At the crib. Little nigga attempted 
it is what it is, but he attempted to rob me and the wife because I wouldn't serve him a week before. He's 15. We don't serve nobody else dope that ain't 18 to buy tobacco. That's my thing. You know why? Because, nigga, when we was coming up, who didn't give me me and money, whatever the fuck they ass for out there? Huh. I know I can walk up to a nigga this tall. One of the folks, one of the fam, a play bro, bro, let me get a sack of weed. Yeah. 15, 14. I should be my ass in school. This shit ain't working right. Fix this for me. Nigga, I learned how to cook up when I was 15. Mm. That motherfucker that all the devil told me. But I was 15 and that nigga was damn near 40. That's what you do, shorty. Mm. So that's what yeah, I love. Man. I love that I ain't the type of motherfucker that I grew up with. That's what I love. I love that they mm. get to see, nigga, we can live in this motherfucker. That shit don't make you tough. It's easy than a bitch to blow somebody down. It's hard than a motherfucker to let a motherfucker get away with what you feel like is crossing your personal line, bro. Right. That say you more of a man than anything. Bitch, I just let yeah. you live. Yeah, and that's what I, I had to realize. You know, people be like, man, bro, I kill for you, nigga. I die for you, woo -woo. And I'm like, nigga, that's the easy part. Try living for me. Try living for me. That's, you know, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? We survive and all that. We kill and we are. But, nigga, I ain't finna how you throw yourself away for me because our friendship. Bro, I don't want nobody killing for me. And I don't want to kill for nobody, bro. And I don't want to hurt nobody. You know what I'm saying? That's. That's a sickness that we had that we thought that was cool. We we trying to get that that recognition from other kids. And I always say it, man, and, and it, it fucked me up. So my kids, they they run around, man, G Will. I say, man, y'all, man, y'all don't know shit about shit, nigga. And that's nigga, you know why when people be they don't want you to know about shit, like educate yourself. Same thing with my kids. They don't know shit about shit because I don't want them about. They listen to the music and I tell them, boy, them boys out there bullshitting. They bullshitting. That music don't get you in trouble. Don't follow behind them. Don't follow behind them, yo. Because that no, ain't no real shit. The, it's crazy, though, but that language that you just spoke of, that's all attached to self-worth. When you got, and people say, people say that you can't attach monetary value to peace and happiness but that's bullshit when you come in the game and life dirt fucking poor that's bullshit you wonder why fucking buying jordan's bitch because jordan's is 300 and a fucking crib and good credit is 300 bitch that's why i'm buying jordan's and i don't got 300 but i can get this hot three what's wrong with you and i want to feel like i'm worth this you feel me it's about self-worth man we, it's easy to it's easy to blow the next nigga down because you don't feel like you worth nothing and you feel like this nigga about worth as much as you, which is nothing. It's yep. about hey, self worth. Yep, and I said that when I was doing music, I said that in the song. I say we have spent through we have spent three hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, not the hoop, just to let you know I'm doing better than you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, I'm doing, nigga, I ain't even got the. It ain't even. And it's not even necessarily about doing better than you. Look, nigga, I ain't got to get in the government cheese line, even though that bitch don't exist no more. And motherfuckers don't know how that feels. But even though that bitch don't exist no more, 
proverbially, I ain't got to get in the government cheese line, man. I ain't got to do that, nigga. I, you see what the fuck on my feet. You see what the fuck on my motherfucking waist with this belt, bitch. You see this motherfucking T-shirt. This bitch cost 300 and something dollars. You see me. Now, and if you see me, that means I see me. Because yeah. I'm looking at me through how everybody else looking at me. This is why I can blow you down. This is why I could not be in school. This is why I don't got nothing extra going on with my motherfucking self. Because this is how everybody else see me. Nigga, you don't even know how my motherfucking mama talk to me. You don't know how my uncle, my cousins, and none of you don't know. So you go motherfucker go to school. And bitch, if I even see you acting like now one of these motherfuckers, you finna get it. Bitch, you ain't nobody to love me. They don't understand this motherfucking mindset I'm talking about, bro. This is a motherfucker I'm motherfucker born with. And if a motherfucker don't deliberately get in that motherfucker, and I'm talking about getting the trenches, you motherfuckers talking about the trenches. Now I'm getting the trenches in your motherfucking baby's head. Wake up and say some motherfucking positive affirmations. See mm. that right there? Wake up and say, wake up and say positive affirmations. That's five motherfucking words. But if you say that to a random motherfucker where I'm from, not for where another motherfucker from, but if you Say that to a random motherfucker where I'm from. They gonna look at your ass like you crazy, nigga. Man, nigga, you know. Who? Yeah, man. Um, it's crazy that you know how we grew up. It's crazy to even talk to your kids about some positive shit. Or I don't remember, like you know what I'm saying. My grandmother used to give me hugs and shit, and man, she used to pray over me. You know what I'm saying? She, man, her prayers worked. Her prayers got me up out of there. You know what I'm saying? But I know a lot of kids in our hood. I don't know about everybody else, but I know in our hood, bro, yeah, that shit wasn't popping. Motherfucker be calling you soft. They be calling you, man, all kind of shit. So, bro, yeah. that's in, that's, I speak blindly, but I speak, when I say I speak blindly in the statement, but I speak deliberately, that thought process is in every urban community that resembles our own. It is not just what makes what makes our position in this country so um, so able to see and so prevalent is because we are in so many different spots the same way. See, that's what keeps a people there. It's because no matter where they are, they are at one even level or at least the majority of those people. And that's what done happened. So the majority of us, you got more black people or brown people in poverty and projects like the garden than you do in prominent positions in life. That's how it is. I, it ain't no, you can, they can slice it up and you can get motherfucker from Harvard on this bitch. And that's again when it, when they do the one plus one equal two, it's gonna be more motherfucking pole motherfucker. It ain't gonna be nowhere near even. It ain't gonna be nowhere near three fourths. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, you got I, motherfuckers I, born without resources. Nigga, I'm 42. Bro, do you know I just got a motherfucking primary caretaker? I just got oh. a doctor. When I say no, I just got a doctor, my nigga. I just I'm 42. I'm a 42-year-old black woman, and I just got a primary caretaker last week because I had an ulcer, and I had an unidentified pain that I could not survive through, period. Mm. Do you know how many of us, how many of us just rotate 
and live in life without going to the fucking doctor? Mm. That's so simple. Hey, I, hey, I know. I um, <laughs> hey, since when I moved out, man, I I can't even remember. I um, you know, a couple years ago, you know, my teeth was all bad. I had to go get my teeth fixed. I'm like, damn, I don't even remember my mama taking me to the dentist. You know, um, I went to the the doctor and get a shot, but it was right in the G. You know, we we don't we don't. And then my kids, my wife take my kids to the doctor and get checkups, and everybody get their teeth clean. Everybody get checked, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, man, my wife, man, she take care of the household like my grandmother, but on a I can own it, man, times ten. And I'm like, damn, I didn't get this growing up. I was just talking to my son, and and I was like, bro, don't you realize that? I didn't have no white kids in my class or in my school, high school or grammar school. And he was like, man, that's crazy. He like, cause um, it was one time we stayed in, um, I don't know what city we stayed in, but uh party Minnesota or somewhere. No, I don't know. But he was like, man, you know what? It's this white girl I used to have lunch with. And I'm like, why you ain't never in class with me? What class, where you be at? She's like, I'll be in class. They had the same class, but different classrooms. And I'm like, you know what? It's designed like that. And that's why I tell y'all it's so important to read because both of my kids, they graduated from high school. But I still see it. I'm like, bro, how y'all graduate from high school and y'all bullshitting? And when I ask y'all questions, y'all don't know how to answer. Man, they just push these kids through school. And I know because they pushed me. I did my second year in high school. I did some fuck shit and fucked up, but they were just pushing me through, pushing me through, pushing. They wasn't, they wasn't teaching me nothing, man. They were just pushing me through test scores. They, they were just pushing me through, and uh, that shit's sad, man. And you know, I grew up all my life thinking, um, I was a dumb motherfucker. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I was, I was illiterate. You know what I'm saying? I was everything, but that wasn't the truth. The truth of the Mac is the truth of the facts is. Bro, I never had nobody sit down and educate me and, and spend some quality time with me. I would day with these kids, man, to change something. But I started doing it. I, man, I was 39, 40 years old, bro. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm writing books. And guess what? And look, it got the hood right on the book. But I did it myself. It's self-discipline. I got a book, and I talk about everything in the hood. I got everything out of my system. I, I made another book, Hood by Choice. And I got the hood on it. And I got Minnesota in the back. I got another book. But my kids inspired me to do these books. I wouldn't even read a book. Now, how the hell you take a kid that wouldn't even read a book that could write a book? And because I was thinking in my head, I was a dumb motherfucker. So I never tried. I never tried to do it because, because people talk. If, if I mess up on a word. You know, um, people in, in man embarrassing you. They talk crazy. The teachers, they, fuck anybody man, else. No, teachers. fuck anybody else. The teachers, the teachers. Man, I, I see in my book right here, my 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 teacher. Man, she called me. She called me a dumb motherfucker and told me to sit down. You know, and that's my teacher. Your teacher. Yeah, she called me. And you and Aldridge. Say, um, you her name say, was. Her name was. Uh, I don't even know. I know she ain't there no more. But um, her name was Miss Cotton. You could take you could take the shit from the kid because that's some shit that's your counterpart. You understand what I'm saying? 
But when the motherfucker that is there to give you the information tell you you the dumb motherfucker, you get you tend to believe they ass. Now Man. you got teachers. Now you got teachers because I work in a school, bro. You got teachers that I have developed. I've developed the, the perception of teaching is not a profession that you go into for money. Now Chicago teaches some of the highest paid teachers in the land, but it's still not a profession that you go into for money. You gotta go into that shit to give a fuck. If you don't get no fuck, then you need to get the fuck out of there. Bottom line, because a motherfucker from where we come from don't need you. You know how many motherfucking kids in these motherfucking schools think that they done being a bitch because of how the teacher treat them, not because mm. of fuck, what what the fuck the kids are saying. Because man, nigga, I can come back team. if you cap if you cap on me or case me out. I got something that I can case you out with, nigga. I don't fuck if I hit your nappy ass head or whatever. I can case you back. But nigga, I can't do that with the teacher. So once she lay that lead down on me, that's heavy than a bitch. And it's gonna stick with me. You understand what I'm saying? Another thing that we don't pay attention to because we come from where we come from and we ain't got a clue is childhood trauma. Childhood trauma develops you out as an adult. It determines what type of adult you gonna be. It determines your level of what you're gonna put out and what you're gonna receive. What type of person you gonna be? How you process things? How you deal with shit, bro? Childhood trauma. A motherfucker not paying attention. They got to watch how they deal with these motherfucking kids. You got parents and you got teachers. You ain't doing shit but communicating with the kids. You yelling at these motherfuckers. You calling them motherfuckers. You telling them they ain't shit. Go sit the fuck down. Go shut the fuck up. You talking to this motherfucker like they 40 motherfucking folk. And like they eyeball to eyeball. When the fuck you there to provide for them and protect them. You ain't protecting them from emotional abuse. You ain't protecting them from physical abuse. You ain't protecting them from positional abuse. You're not protecting them from environmental abuse. You ain't protecting them for shit. And then the only thing that you provide is literally the motherfucking meals that's provided to the motherfucking stores that's barely in your goddamn neighborhood, which is motherfucking Mm. noodles and hot chips. Nigga, this shit is a culture. And as long as this culture persists, we're going to be in this situation across the board. This is how you keep a motherfucker killing each other and keep a motherfucker stressed out and keep a motherfucker poked because everybody like this. This shit ain't just in the hood. Matter of fact, I tell a motherfucker in the garden, you niggas think y'all tough? Y'all not. This shit is Mayberry. The gardens is Mayberry. And I don't give a fuck how many motherfucking bodies we drop out in that bitch. This is Mayberry. Nigga, go your motherfucking ass down the well. The fuck these little boys rapping about it. Go your ass past motherfucking 83rd uh 83rd and motherfucking cotch grove and then keep going a little bit boy and then go east to that bitch and west of that bitch boy they shooting each other over nothing nothing like breathing bitch and they walking mm. each other this shit may be yeah it's enough room to turn this shit around right that shit hey, out there that shit bigger. yeah and a lot of people they don't they don't know where we from so can you explain, you know, kind of give them a visual of where we came from, what it looked like? Like, you know, because when I stayed out there, I didn't have no we, reason we from to the dirty, We from the dirty 130, and we ghetto than a motherfucker. Guys here, even through the obstacles. We from, mm. we from there. We, we ghetto than a motherfucker, and we from the dirty 130. That's where we from. We from, and you know what? It, it hurts me because we from a spot of tradition. Right, and this is what I mean by ghetto America. You can go in any hood, and this is we from a spot of tradition. 
any hood you go in, they're going to have a point in time where they had traditions on how they treated each other, how they loved each other, how they was bonded to each other, how they was family orientated. Hey, man, motherfuckers live and die all motherfucking day. That shit been going on since the beginning of the time. There was a time mm -hmm. out there in the motherfucking gardens where, goddamn it, hey, motherfuckers that had that bag, motherfuckers that was getting that money, they sponsored uh skating for the weekend. So when you yeah. go up and you just sweat at your mama for them two dollars to get into the Catholic for that skating, motherfucking bow, motherfucking uh, goddamn it, Tony, or you know a motherfucker that had it. You feel me? Don't went on ahead and paid for the whole Saturday. That's y'all go ahead. You feel me? Uh. We had the old timers picnic. Goddamn it. Hey, developed about four motherfucking women that just decided to take their grills to the motherfucking barbecue to the motherfucking picnic while a softball game was going on. You understand what I'm saying? This was this was by four women from block two. We, we traditions. That shit went on for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. Before motherfuckers wanted to, I don't know, not get along and dismantle the shit. Because we love to be divided. Yeah, Bro, that's where we come thing, from, man. man. We come from a yeah, land of motherfucking tradition, man. God damn it, I grew up on the side of Miss Gibson where she grew motherfucking raspberries in the goddamn tire, bro. And you come outside, goddamn it, and she'll tell you, don't knock on my door, you can have some. Sign in the goddamn tire. You feel me? Yeah, you can have some. Nigga, you, I, man, and it ain't like that no more. But that was her own purpose lifestyle. You got to try. Motherfucking life don't come to you because you breathing. That lifestyle that we grew up with, that was on my fucking purpose. When I was a shorty, Miss Charmaine used to tell me all the time, bro. Let me tell you something. Me and John, God bless my brother, gone. We was young, dumb. So we like 10. We everything we did, bro, Miss Charmaine tricked on us. And we got our ass beat. Everything. I don't give I don't know how the fuck she seen everything, but this lady seen Dave Mom seen every motherfucking time. You feel me? Bro, we was shorties. Man, I can't stand Miss Charmaine. Man, Miss Charmaine, get on my nerves. Man, 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 man. I was 35 years old the day I realized the value that Miss Charmaine had in my life. Mm. Had it not had it not been for her telling every damn thing, there would not have been a mechanism set in my mind to not do certain shit because she was gonna tell. Instantly, there is a border around my mischief. There's an unseen border that says that another woman across the way gives a fuck about my well-being when my mother mm. is gone for 14 hours a day. So now mm. I can't sneak out and go to money to know. And it's 10 o'clock. Miss Charmaine going to tell you. She gonna tell. So now I'm stuck in the crib. I can hear the next day, you, Sandra, cool, somebody, boy, we got in the woo-woo. And my mother went to the next day, ah, 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 and come to find out, the only thing that I have is the space of listening to the story because I wasn't there in the danger. Miss Charmaine, I was 35 years old before I realized that woman was a piece of saving my damn life and getting me to here. Mm. I needed to have been encompassing as much as I could. And now that I'm older, I have adapted some things that belong to her because she saved mine and I'm damn sure not going to contribute to anybody losing theirs. Mm. 
On the real. So I tell a motherfucker, I ain't finna tell your mama. I'm gonna tell you like this right here. That's a bad decision. If I catch you doing that again, I'm going to embarrass both of us. It's gonna look weird. You being aggressive with me and me being aggressive with you. That's gonna be attention you don't want. And then that person gonna think about it the next time they see me. I don't fuck they go the other way. But what mm. they ain't gonna do is what the fuck they was doing when we had that conversation. All right. I got that from well, Miss Charmaine. Yeah, that's crazy, man. You going back. So now you got me thinking about you like Sandra Cook and all I'm like you think so other on that note, I'm gonna ask you two questions. But the first one is if you can talk to your six-year-old self at the age you at right now, what would you tell her? Oh, nigga, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, hold fast, hold fast, stop, nigga. Go your ass to school and excel. Fuck you fighting that shit for. Fuck you fighting that for. Oh man, oh man. Go your ass to school and be what the fuck you supposed to be. What the fuck is you fighting that for? Because the 16 year old me was deliberately running the opposite way because it was easier. Mm. It was easy to go to school. I'm good with the words. I could get some motherfucking, get some decent grades. I could pull the bullshit in. But when it was time to actually apply myself, because my mama wasn't around and pops had been wherever, the uh, the actual pressure to apply myself was left up to my responsibility and my accountability. And when it came down to that, the 16-year-old me folded. So then now you got, when you look back and you be like, damn, me and woo-woo was in the same spot and woo-woo did woo-woo. You know what I'm saying? You don't look at it like that. You look, you should look at it include talking about myself in the sense of you and woo-woo was in the same spot. And when it came time for that pressure point, no bitch ass mm. So I tell me, boy, hey, hey, that shit ain't going nowhere. I don't get no fuck. And, and I had a great run. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm talking about never hit the system or none of that. God damn it. I had a great run to about 35. About 35. Living with nonsense. Second childhood. I was that nigga he was rapping about. Hmm. So, and this is my second question. I ain't you on that one. It's my second question, right? I got, like, I heard something about you, but I never talked to you about it. And we're going to talk about it. But what is the craziest things you heard about me? One of the craziest things you heard about me. And I'm going to ask shit, you about I, the craziest things I heard about you. I, I wouldn't say any of the craziest shit I heard about you. Oh, so nigga. Nigga, do you know <laughs> who you is? That's a dumbass question. What the fuck? Man, not crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, uh, nigga. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. You got me beat. You gonna have to tell me so I had to give me an idea. All right. So the craziest thing I heard about you was um, I remember when I was um, I was in the hood and I was chilling doing my thing, and they said, "Man, Mimi got shot." And I'm like, "What?" And I remember I came over your house and visited you, and you was like, "Man, I can't talk no." And I was like, "Damn!" And I was always puzzled, like, "What the fuck happened?" So that was the craziest thing. You want to that tell might, me about that? Oh, man, just just product A. Hey, that situation in total, just a product that I invited, yo. 
uh, big cousins playing on a motherfucking back. Remember the basketball court in six? Remember yeah. the, the what what was left of it? What we saw? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you got you got the older niggas in six. God damn it, playing on a motherfucking court. I'm chilling, watching them and shit. Uh, two of my big cousins is on the uh court. Uh. Few other guys from the block is on the court. They all playing, playing hoops. You know that money on the ground and everything. Goddamn it! Uh, somebody goddamn it do something wrong. The conflict break out, and uh, you know back then it was that I be back language, cause motherfuckers ain't really have it on them. You know, cause mm. back then it was that I, I, this what you want? I be back. So you let me walk off. You let me walk off. You know. Somebody gave an IB back. A few other motherfuckers went to go get back. You know, I, I figured, shit, it's time to get off the green machine. Let me slide. Right. Go slide. Go to slide. The conflict break out and I get hit. That's it. That's, that's one of them things, the circumstances. Yo. Right. Yo. But you know things like, and that's what I mean. And, and maybe that experience gave me um, that perspective. But I'd say like this, you know, that's something that that happened to me when I was, you know, younger, and it didn't involve me directly. So in no. knowing that, no. So in knowing that, and and knowing that, and assessing that that experience, I know for a fact, be it if it involves me directly or indirectly, that's what the environment presents. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the element of survival. So you got to know that from that situation, I took an abundance of survival tips. You feel me? As to not be uh, in that situation again, right? And you well, was young too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you, when you, when you experience that, though, when you experience that, and then you know that, damn, that shit wasn't the end of this shit. You mean to tell me something else can happen while I keep breathing? <laughs> you ready to tell me? That wasn't the end, you feel me? Like something else can happen. Well, when you are in that environment, that self, that, that environment that presents those type of situations, that's when that survival shit kick in. And when you was asking me, that lead back to my my um your question when you asked me, you know, well, what what was the what was the reason you came back for it? You know what I'm saying? To let a motherfucker know that regardless to what, nigga, this is an explanation on why you got to keep going. This ain't an excuse on why you should stop. You understand what I'm saying? So when a motherfucker be looking at you, you got to be a walking explanation. So when a motherfucker talking to me and you got, and I got one of these little kids talking to me and they like, yeah, because I had called a house here. And, and they feeling like all of that shit make them striped up. Right. You know, at the end of the conversation, I tell them, you know why my mouth moves so much? You know why I ain't never going to shut up? Cause this motherfucker was clamped up for like six months. Cause I got a bullet right here. They, cause hmm. they like. So where you, know, you get, where you, where you get hit at? Right here. Hmm. Right here, ricocheted off the tooth, get large right here. I still got that bullet huh. right there. You feel me? God, but when, damn. but when you talking to, but when you talking to one of these little young motherfuckers though, and they feeling like they, you know what I'm saying? They feeling like they, they got these stories. And they got this, you know what I'm saying, in this sense of how they survived through this motherfucking life and how they survived and had to maneuver and this and another. And they feel like, you know, you just don't understand. You know what I'm saying? No, man? you understand. Man, nah, 
now, no, you don't understand, man. See, you don't understand. You, you, you know what I'm saying? They see me ride around, man, my business, with my little black man, walk, you know what I'm saying? You know, man, my business. And I'm old, got the gray, I got grays on these locks. There's grays over here. So, yeah. you know, they, they talking to me like, you know, boy, you don't understand, you know? And then I'll tell, depending on who they is and who child they is, I'll tell them, go ask your mama. Go ask mm. your daddy. Depending, depending on who child they is, I'll tell them, you go ask your mama, you go ask your daddy. But while you sitting here talking about flesh wounds and this and that and the other, let me tell you something, man. That don't make, that don't make you. That shit don't make you or break you. That shit is not, that's that not, that's that not for nothing. kids to experience. Uh -uh, you know, like and we no, all have you know what PTSD. it is. You know what it is? Exactly. And you know what it is? It's what we don't talk enough of. And I'll tell a kid, if you don't want to hear this, you better not say nothing to me because I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. Hey, let me tell you something. Don't nothing happen without God. Period. Mm. And I said what the fuck I said, and I said it how I said it because he created me. He know what he's dealing with. That's just it. I ain't church people. I like to think of myself as God's hope. That means I can't recite a bunch of motherfucking passages to you. I can't, I can't recite a bunch of motherfucking verses to you. But what I can do is move off of my motherfucking integrity and my spirit. Yeah, damn it. Mm. And my spirit gonna always say, move in God's way. Don't move to serve yourself, move in God's way. Move how you need to move. And when I don't move how I need to move, God make me pay for it and I gotta repent for it. That's a simple ass motherfucking relationship. And I tell a motherfucking shorty, you ain't showing me shit by how God works. You think you showing me something? You ain't showing me your power? You know what you're showing me? And you know what you need to see? You need to see how God works. Your ass done been hit up and you here talking about, hey, that, 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 that. That's how God works. Mm. That ain't you. Yeah, because eventually yo, 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 um, you're getting hit up, it'll be a testimony for the next generation. And that's why I asked you that question. Because you no, know, we was growing up when we was we was young, man. We was young as hell, man. You know what I'm saying? And when I heard that, I was like, bro, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? That's my homie. And I'm like space, space and opportunity, my dude. Space and opportunity. Mm. It's space and, it was Man, space and opportunity, crazy. We never bro. knew that story. That's crazy. Space and opportunity, bro. But we we done had a lot of times of space and opportunity, man. I think about um, I think about the time. Tell me and Reese was talking about it. I say, uh, Reese say he was he say he telling somebody. He say, man, he say, I did a lot of shit. He say he say he's at work. He say he say, but the first time I shot a pistol, my homegirl gave me the banger. Not no nigga. So when, when he called me, he like, nigga, I was just talking about your ass. Ooh, this hit that and the other. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. So he telling me, he telling motherfucker. I say, nigga, why you tell motherfucker that story? He like, no, that's that's real shit. He like, I ain't saying it was nothing good. I'm just saying, nigga, the first time I actually let bullet on, nigga, it was your shit. I say, nigga, that wasn't mine. I stole that, man. Like, like, <laughs> like nigga, we was 12. Fuck you mean? Think about, and I think back to that, and I'm thinking, me, you, Reese, behind the Catholic, shooting that bottle with an old ass 22 that I done cuffed off my stepdaddy. Nigga, we could have killed somebody. Man. Nigga, we could have nigga, killed us. Nigga, we could have killed us. We could have killed somebody. Space and opportunity, man. So if you got too much space and opportunity, and right now, this shit double board. You got too much space and opportunity and no motherfucking moral compass. Mm. Mm. Somebody just was talking about the moral compass. 
You know what I'm saying? What's that for? Man, I, hey. It ain't it's one, crazy. my nigga. It ain't one. It, it ain't one. It ain't not, it, it ain't a moral compass, man. These kids ain't got no motherfucking accountability or responsibility. When you put accountability on the child, they feel like, nigga, I have talked to a motherfucking kid and the kid rather I have been cussing at their ass because they can understand that language. Motherfucking kids start breaking down, crying to me, talking about, why you talking to me like that? I said, what you mean? He said, why you talking to me like this? I said, because I got love and respect for you. I've not yelled at you. I've not used profanity against you. All I told you is you can't be perfect, and the behavior you're displaying is so far from perfect that you need to try harder. Bottom line, that's all I said to him. And it was an isolated well, conversation. It was an isolated conversation. It wasn't in front of anybody else. I pulled the young man to the side. We closed the door and nobody else heard our conversation. But because it was so direct and called for him to be accountable for his actions, and it wasn't just somebody hollering, yelling, and dismissing his ass, and he can just go on the fuck on, it felt like the world was on him, man. You know why? Because he couldn't comprehend that language you were saying, and he like, man, you telling me to try? He's like, what is that? What you mean, try? Like, what do I have to do? He don't know what to do. They don't know what he they don't do. Know you what know what I'm saying? He don't know what the fuck to do. He and he get frustrated, do, and he just start crying. Bro, and that's exactly what the fuck happened. Because no. in his motherfucking crib, they don't know what the fuck to do. Right. So I say, I break it down like this in layman's terms. You know, if I gave you a bike, and I said, put this bike together, but you ain't had no instruction manual. You will get frustrated and cry and give up too. Exactly. And throw that shit like, fuck this bike. That's exactly. what that is. They don't have no instruction manual and they get frustrated and they take their anger out on other people. And if you apply that to try to survive in life and then to becoming an adult, to never see any external thought processes, ways of living. If you apply that specific experience to trying to get to adulthood and then to be a contributing adult in society that is not harming themselves or others, nigga, that's hard. It's mm. hard. I don't want to hear, I made it out, why the fuck you can't? I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear, I made it out. This how the fuck you can. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear. I made it out. I can do it, nigga. You just gotta try. This shit hard for everybody. I don't want to hear that shit. Yep, that's real. I want to hear that I shit. Used to, I used to say all the time, like, man, I'm from the hood, and I got, and I'm like, and I step back and I say, hold on, money, man, you need to check yourself, bro, because you have opportunities, and. Other people don't get these opportunities. And then we see opportunities like our family member that's living somewhere else. I'm like, man, would you come live with me? And we don't even see it as an opportunity. And we be like, hell no. And see, when I went to Peoria, that was an opportunity. But I didn't want to take it. But that's when I started having my kids and building my family over the years. And I had an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? They, they really damn near kidnapped me. And I, I'm blessed because if I didn't, I'd have been... Nigga, we'd have been sitting in the same room talking shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Shit. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes when, when, when your family members out of town give you the opportunity to come visit for the summer, man, take them opportunities. 
man, them opportunities that can change your life, man, you see something different because, you know, you so comfortable, you don't want to leave, but you got to understand that your comfort zone is your danger zone. And you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I, I don't want to go there because I ain't got no clothes and you know, my shoes bummy and it's they, they too nice over there. And and this and I don't know how to talk to these people. They too, they too too yeah. goody, goody to too shit. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah but all you know what? Shit. Like you say, man, you went around the world and you came back and now you man, you a whole totally different people what? person, and but you want to help the people in the community. But we, we have to step back. Work, bro. Yeah, we got to step back. And we got to do something different if we want something different. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then only time you want something different if if you get tired. You know, just like if you're working somewhere, the only reason you get another job, because you tired of that motherfucking job. Yeah. Only reason you get a new car, because you tired of that bullshit-ass car. Or you tired of jumping on the bus. When you yeah. get tired... That's when shit changes. When you get frustrated, don't give up because that's when change is coming. But when it come down, when it come down to us, and I say us, when it come down to Old Girl Gardens, I'll be wanting the motherfucker to look at me and know that I personify their own fatigue. You ain't gotta say you tired, nigga. I'm saying you. I'm saying you tired. I'm saying we tired. I'm saying mm. I'm tired for for both of us. You ain't got to have the nerve. The, the gall or the audacity to stand back and be involved in the bullshit, but also say that I am tired of the bullshit I'm involved in. I'll say it for you. So when I was telling my man, hey, look, we need to come up with some type of collective financial presentation that we could present to the hood and have motherfuckers buy into at least five, 10, $20 or whatever to invest in some collective as a co-op in the hood Motherfucker tell me it can't be done. And like I tell him, motherfucker, I understand you telling me it can't be done. But that don't mean that you ought to end all the information attached to it. I'm going to mm. need to go further than this right here. Because it's about the work. Motherfucker, it was me and you was just talking about this. They, we need a grocery store. If we was going to get a grocery store and if it's us that own it, Man, the possibilities of vandalism, theft, and all of that shit be damn near cut in half because anybody's mindset would be, nigga, this is ours. See, it's easy to go take from the Arab person that's in your community. When when the uh when the Latin people and the Hisp the Hispanics had a farm, motherfuckers going there all the time, cup something this and that and the other. Nigga, I'm not cutting from me, I'm cutting from your ass, nigga. Mm -hmm. You come out here and then you leave. If the fuck my motherfucking grandmama, my auntie invested in this motherfucker, nigga, I'm not and shit. If Miss no. So and So that raised me, if Miss So and So that raised me invested in this motherfucker, I'm not cuffing shit. You understand what I'm saying? But when you tell a motherfucker from where we from, they a dumb motherfucker. This can't be done. That is a repetitive line of expectation that a motherfucker tend to think, oh well, the fuck, nigga. Let me either be a rapper, let me dribble a ball, let me do something. But that is 50 different ways from Sunday that we worth getting a motherfucking dollar and a collective economic system whereas we are doing more than surviving. When I was a shorty, it was a fucking summer cap. Motherfuckers went to Camp Rosenthal. I ain't go to Rosenthal, but Rosenthal existed. God damn it, I went with the white folks, god damn it. You feel me? But hey, yo, it's a lot of shit ain't going on no more. And if the shit was going on, it'd be smaller space and smaller opportunity. For the things that's hurting us that's going on, man. Start holding these motherfucking teachers to a different accountability. You feel me? Mm. You can't talk. You you got to be you you got me for eight hours a motherfucking day 
40 hours a goddamn week, bitch. We both at motherfucking work. Do your goddamn job. Mm. Do your job. Yeah. One of my biggest motherfucking influences was a motherfucking teacher, man. You got these kids coming home. I can't stand Miss So-and-so. I can't stand Mr. So-and-so. They get on my motherfucking nerve. You ain't no fucking refuge. I got the bullshit at home and I got the bullshit here. And then on top of all the bullshit, you got motherfuckers looking down on me saying, I got be so. Mm. That's crazy, man. That's too much pressure on them kids, man. You know, so on that note, What's I got one more question. I know I know you got a, um, a business meeting. She is the CEO, you know what I'm saying? And she got a business meeting, and I, I appreciate you getting on the podcast talking your talk. No doubt, I, got bro, I appreciate you question. having me, man. You know I love to flap my motherfucking gums, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, and I got I got one more question. Um, is there anything, any advice you can give to a single parent that's out there? This a single parent anywhere though. Mm -hmm. That's out here struggling with their kids and they don't have no help. Yep. I know it's hard in a bit. I know this shit tough than a motherfucker. Take five things of your childhood that you grew up with that you wish you would have rather not had and look at yourself and take them out of your child's childhood. Mm. Bottom line. Mm. Y'all both going to excel from there. Don't give what you got give something else remember what it was that you couldn't have and you couldn't grow with and don't give it to your child and y'all gonna excel from there there are uh. things when we are children there are things that we know gd well that we are supposed to have and it is weird not having but you can't put your hands on it i have a family member whose mother has never hugged them never kissed them Never showed them any affection. You understand? And as a child, in the back of their mind, they're thinking there is something missing. As an adult, there was an emotional breakdown. They said, you never fucking hugged me, man. Mm. You never and fucking kissed me or nothing. What the, what the fuck, man? So that man, is and a get, and, and, and getting a, a hug from the right person can change a kid's life. Man, brother, so I would tell a single mother, you look at your childhood because childhood trauma is repetitive. Look at your childhood. Take five things that you absolutely felt like that you either needed or did not have and either give them or take them away from what you're giving your child. Mm. That's real. That's what I would tell That's them. Real. That's real. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here, man, because I know you got man, other... I appreciate you, bud. I man, on the real, you, so, Man, this your boy, Monty G, and the Fan Mission Podcast. We the motherfucking... We got a special guest, Mizzo, my friend Mimi, and she was talking that talk, man, and she was just hey, giving man. out the game. And, man, I hope y'all take this in consideration and, man, apply it to y'all family, to y'all... Man, hug your kids, bro. Hug yeah. your kids, man. Hug, love, hug, man. love, and reaffirm your kids. Speak positive notions into your kids, man. Mm -hmm. Speak positive notions into your kids. Positive affirmations is everything. You tell a kid what they worth, they start to believe it. You talk to them like they go, they start to believe they go. You understand? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that's, man, you know what? And that's another thing, man. <laughs> now, I ain't going to even hold you up, man. We're going to do this again, you know, in the future. 85, brother. 85. Yep. So, yeah, signing out. G-Staff. Love. Love, bro.